faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. These amazing strangers from the planet Krypton now seen sitting with Superman! Hello everyone, uh, welcome to the first episode of the podcast that I'm kind of tentatively titling, uh, Sitting with Superman. Uh, if anyone has seen the cover for All-Star Superman, there's this amazing like panel by Frank Quietly where Superman's sitting on a cloud and he's inviting you to sit with him. And that's what this podcast is. This is getting to know the fans and the people who have decided to sit with Superman for a little bit and share some of his stories and the lives of those people who have been affected by this character. Because I feel like it's something people can listen to, people can enjoy a bit in this world today, bring a bit of hope, bring a bit of positivity, and get to know the fandom of a character who is normally seen by the mass culture as not not nearly as popular as someone like Batman, or even Spider-Man these days. Uh, so we're fighting for the little guy, aka the big guy, the biggest guy in all of comics, but who knows, underdogs are weird. Uh, and joining me today is someone kind of fitting, um, talking about Superman. We'd have to get an actual Kryptonian, Superman himself. Uh, little story for everyone. Um, I was on Twitter one day, just scrolling through, uh, and I just paused for a second when something got retweeted onto my timeline. And it was this really striking picture of Superman standing in the forest atop what looked like a rock. Um, with water passing by him, and it looked like a movie poster. First glance, you think, oh, is this a fan edit? Is this what? It was a cosplayer. I was like, oh, okay. Who is this guy? Take a look at his page. Uh, amazing photographs. Amazing community work. Bringing Superman to life in a way most fans don't ever get to do. Immediately, I'm like, for this podcast, for this way to kick off, there is no person better in this entire world to try and talk about the joy and inspiration behind this fictional character in long underwear than uh, Superman himself. Long introduction out of the way, ladies and gentlemen, the amazing, the unstoppable Jonathan Bell. How are you, man? I'm good. Thank you very much for that. That was really kind of you to say all those words. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> I've got some time to fill, you know, we, we <laughs> get out the outro all the way. Uh, but yeah, so before we get into this like proper, I'm just going to say is Superman has such a big impact and you're doing a lot of work with this character. Um, where does that kind of start? Like, how far do you go back with Superman like to get to the root of all this? Well, I would say uh, Superman, he he's always been like a big he's always been like my favorite superhero, you know, so I would say in my early kind of early childhood um watching superman the animated series and watching um the lois and clark the new adventures of superman uh that was something i had to watch religiously but it's i think the cartoon really and also comic books before that cartoon it's always been something i've gravitated towards because he was just a, a good guy and he wanted to do good things in the world so that was always something i gravitated more towards then like Batman, you know, trying to scare everybody and beat everybody up. I just gravitated more towards wanting to be an example and try to help people. So that's why Superman always stuck with me, honestly. 
Right, and I guess that's interesting because a lot of children normally go the other way with uh, like Batman because he's the cool one. Uh, Superman's got a day job, but like <laughs> Batman yeah. doesn't have to go to work. He gets Morgan Freeman to do it all. Uh, <laughs> so I guess maybe I'll ask you like, does that does that extend deeper into your childhood? Would you were you always um, looking for other figures of like? You know, when some kids say they want to be like uh, a firefighter or something like that, were you always looking for examples of like public good? Uh, I would say public good, like helping people out, um, trying to be an example. I was raised a, a Christian, you know, so it's the whole part of trying to be better um, person and help out other people as well. So that that kind of always stuck. And then there's, you know, here comes Superman, which is, you know, the example of wanting to be you know, just wanting to be an example and be a good person for for everybody. So when you go to school, you say you're raised as a Christian, is that strictly home or will you also go to a Christian school as well? Honestly, I was homeschooled my whole life. So I've never been in a public school. K through 12 uh, was spent homeschooled. Ah, that's really interesting. Like, so how, how did that feed into, I guess, with your enjoyment of comic books and the TV shows? Was that like an escape from the homeschool or did that help? Because I, I imagine, obviously, there's a direct link for a lot of people between Christ and Superman. Did Was that a correlation that attracted you to or was it like seen as, oh, this is a, something different than the environment I'm at at home? Um, it was it was kind of the same. I think it was more of a kind of joining the joining the two together in like an aspect to be, uh, you know, just like the golden rule doing to others as you would have them doing to you, stuff like that. Just, I think the epitome of what Superman embodies is just wanting to be a better person, either for himself and for other people, other people. And it's something that I always try to aspire to be like, right again I was like, talking to you man it's just making me question how bad my life is left. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just got this guy on the show who's just gonna make everything just rain with absolutely golden heroic light uh so i guess we start that at a young age animated series obviously classic and then the comics is do you have any earliest memories of like the early early uh comic books you might have read or any particular stories that stood out to you back then before you really matured into like fandom uh no honestly i i didn't even really recognize the titles as much as i probably should have it was more of just going and reading or trying to just look at the pictures and pretty much let my imagination you know wander away with me for the most part there wasn't really a lot of series or anything that i was that i was stuck on uh as a kid because i just wanted to pretty much just look at the pictures and and make my own stories up in my head for the most part yeah that's good with um probably why comic books are such a good reading medium is they they have that immediate hook is like even if the story isn't that good the artwork can be like something you've never seen before of like these amazing characters um i guess that's a good question as well as do you think um especially because you cosplay the character maybe we can get into specifics of more that later but as a child, what did you think of like Superman's costume, and like was was that an attractive factor to you of like the cape and everything, or did you see him as a lot of people do, as like oh he's a goofy, silly, he's not cool as Batman? Oh, you know I do like fashion a lot, and I mean the the costume too. I mean with the cape and everything, it really did appeal to me as well. I mean I don't I don't think, and I, my mom will probably have to validate this, but I don't think I used to go around, you know, with a uh, towel wrapped around my 
my neck like a cape or anything, but I did like what it symbolized because it was different. And I kind of always like just trying to be a little bit different than everybody else. All right. So you were homeschooled um, and then taking your fandom with that. Where do you go after that? Like, um, how, where does that transition to maybe like work or what's the next stage in uh, your young adult life? Uh, I mean, pretty much. So Superman, it was always just like, you know, wearing T-shirts or jewelry and, you know, watching the shows, the comics. Uh, it was just always something that I've had throughout throughout just growing up or like everybody that meets me or knew me. Like one of the one of the top things they would know off the bat is, you know, I'm a big fan of Superman and he's my favorite superhero. I let no time pass letting people know that <laughs> <laughs> I mean, straight to the point i'll give yeah. you that exactly so that's just kind of how it's always been it's that uh like you know you meet me hey this is jonathan and he really likes superman and that's pretty much how it's always been growing up even to this day yeah and i guess um if you had to say now do you think your love as superman has deepened as you've got older or that kind of childlike feeling maybe has faded away into a different kind of appreciation. Um, I good question. I'd say that it's it's pretty much relatively the same, honestly. Um, you know, because well, I could say like from being before how I would dream about wanting to fly and things of that nature. You know, as a but as a now, it's more of like the symbol and the ideal of of who he is and how he can impact people's lives. Mm-hmm. And how would you, I guess the other question like relating to that is why Superman specifically then when you could, if you want to stretch it, you could just give that to someone like Wonder Woman or uh, Green Arrow or any number of heroes. Why do you think it's the man of steel that sticks out to you? Probably uh, because of the flight thing. That's one. I mean, I do love, the whole idea of being able to fly. That's one reason. And then the other reason is just that he just genuinely wants to be a good person. Mm-hmm. And even though like people, you know, tease and make fun of him for that, you know, calling him a boy scout and all this stuff, it's always something that resonated within me because there are people that just genuinely need a good person around. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I totally get that. It's, um, it's like it's a comfort thing right it's just it's just a nice um it's a nice feeling to have to know that there's a character that is the best of us exactly and you know just trying to be just trying to make an impact in this world and be the best version of myself that i can and i think superman is a great is a great example of that that he's always trying to be the best person he can right i guess um maybe then following up from there if you had to like say this is something i definitely did because i was like influenced by superman apart from the obvious dressing up for superman <laughs> uh what do you have any things in your life where you'd be like i superman like influenced this slightly in like your decision making uh you know pretty much all it's it's like a constant it's pretty much like a constant thing, like how I interact with people. Because to me, like, honestly, one of the one of the values that I hold true or try to hold true every day is, you know, the golden rule, like treat everybody how you would want to be treated. And 
There's another one that I really stands out with me, too, is to treat people innocent until proven guilty as opposed to, you know, treating people guilty until proven innocent. And I think Superman really is a shining example of that is how he always tries to give somebody the benefit of the doubt first as opposed to, you know, automatically assuming that they're going to screw something up. Yeah. So that those are all types of examples that I do try to use in my everyday life because I I know personally I like when people treat me, you know, like I'm going to not mess up and or do something correct as opposed to if they just assume the worst in me right off the bat. Whereas, again, anyone listening to this, assume the worst of me because unlike Jonathan here, I'm going to let you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about... Um, see, that that's interesting because... Okay, I guess I'm going to maybe go a bit deeper into that. Let's just get a little philosophical here. Do you feel like um, if you're going to take this... Because, yes, I, I totally am with you 100%. Um, Superman is the character who will always give a hand first rather than a fist. Um, and part of the reason why he can do that is because not a lot of things can hurt him. Um, I think Grant Morrison said it best where he's just like, this is a guy, when you're invulnerable, you can just be totally relaxed. Like you don't have to puff out your chest or like flex your muscles. He could just be totally calm and chill and just inviting. Um, that works for Superman, but do you feel like there is a risk there for people or do you feel like for like people letting people too close um or do you feel like maybe it's worth it just for the the moral ground well i mean everybody has their everybody's comfortable with themselves and how vulnerable they could be and i do feel like it is a part of being vulnerable you know i mean opening yourself up to try to have an experience with somebody no matter how quote-unquote bulletproof you think you are you know, to some extent, you're going to have to be vulnerable in one way or another. And I guess that just really depends on your level of comfortability. I mean, I'm not I there are some times when I am more vulnerable than others when it comes to dealing with people. But for the most part, um, yeah, I'm pretty confident in myself to know when uh, I can be that way with certain people. Right. And I guess there's um there's an inherent confidence you kind of have to have um maybe segue into this with the with the cosplay thing um that you go i've i've done it myself as well i know how it feels you, you get a kind of buzz you get a kind of rush from it but it's also you have to kind of get used to okay people are going to be staring at me maybe taking photos or maybe like saying comments that you, st- you gotta have that kind of confidence where does that start where does the cosplay thing come from well the cosplay thing, uh, so pretty much like I've, I've always liked Superman, like as we know, but I've never really could picture myself wearing like the original Christopher Reeve suit. And it wasn't until Man of Steel came out when I saw that suit that I thought, okay, that suit, because you know, I do like photography and everything too. So I thought I could, that suit would be more realistic for photos. And that's when I decided to try and find like a good suit to do uh, photography with. Before that, I used to just wear a sweatshirt that had like a long red cape I attached to it and like practice doing photography that way while I was trying to find the Man of Steel suit. So, but the cosplay aspect, yeah, um, I pretty much started that because I knew I could find a good suit with the Man of Steel when that came out. And that's how that whole, whole thing came about. 
Okay, yeah, so like, you, you had your own um, Action Comics New 52 where he's walking around in the t-shirt with the with the cape. Yeah, before he gets that's, the, you had that exactly origin in real it, life. Yeah. You are that's super. That's like exactly <laughs> it, yeah. <laughs> and that worked out pretty well too because I'm like, you know what, that is pretty... That was pretty awesome how they how they made that happen with his, you know, his jeans and and the the cape with the boots and, you know, and it's like, that's something that I could do. And I, you know, started working on it. Right. I I like the touches of that was like his boots would always have like holes in them because they're like he'd run too fast or like he jumped too high. Um, Mm -hmm. It's very much brought it back to like the golden age, rough and tumble champion of the oppressed Superman. Who then got elevated into like the thing when you went through that journey of Superman on a budget to Superman on a slightly higher budget. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Uh, that makes total sense. Um, I guess we, we've spoken about like the fashion, the photography, which kind of ties into the cosplays. Where does um, your passion for photography come from? Well, I've always had a passion for like digital graphics. Um, I went to like an adult school to learn like Photoshop and everything like a trade school. Um, but before I even went to that, I was using Photoshop seven, like a long time ago, back in like the early two thousands when like Photoshop pretty much was first coming out. And I liked the computer. I liked, uh, learning how to manipulate photos and put my own ideas on stuff. But I never really did photography because I just didn't have a camera. And it wasn't until probably 2009 when I decided I should just get my own camera to take my own photos to edit as opposed to, you know, just looking online, trying to find stock photos and things of that nature. So the photography part came for me to be kind of like a one man show of making my own photos to edit as opposed to having to use other people's stuff. Right. It was um, like an artistic expression. Pretty much. All right. Um, was there any avenues with that in like your childhood? Were you like um, particularly artistic or was that more recent thing as you got older? Uh, I, I think I've kind of always had an art, you know, artistic kind of deal. I mean, I grew up in Los Angeles, so we were, you know, there's just fashion everywhere. Um, people were always used to being different. Like, you know, if I wore that suit back home, you know, walking around, Los Angeles, nobody will look at you twice because it's something that that everybody is just used to in California, you know. So that's that's a big that I've always kind of grown up around. If you want to express yourself and be different, then you know nobody's gonna bother you about it. But that's only my experience because I grew up where that is so common. If I were to grow up somewhere else, I could only imagine I would I might have a different mindset about it. You had your own uh, Smallville. Yeah, pretty much. Before you went into the big city where everything was weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's pretty that's pretty much where that came from is um I just kind of grew up knowing that I could uh dress or do whatever or dress however I wanted and I never really felt like I would like I was ashamed or get any flack for it at all because mm-hmm. I just didn't have that I didn't have that type of mentality. Because but there's so many people, you know, that just did it, regardless. We're still not going to go cross the line of the trunks, sadly. <laughs> <laughs> I like the trunks, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I probably, you probably won't ever catch me wearing those. I'm just going to say that right now. Yeah, I'm not going to say the right. N-word, uh, because if the minute I say that, then I'll have them on, like, next year, you know. They say never say never, but 
I'm not going to use that word with it because, uh, yeah, that's just something I don't see happening. It could happen, but I seriously doubt it. Fair enough. Um, I guess, all right, so specifics of the... You mentioned Man of Steel kind of influenced that. Uh, I do want to talk about that in a second, but before we get to that... um, have there been maybe this is getting into the, the geekier territory they've kind of established a love for superman what would you say were like the stories or the specific um if you can get as specific as possible that formed your superman appreciation like as it is today like what were your like holy texts or holy shows uh i really like superman birthright and i really really love superman grounded um, that was such a good I really love that one because it pretty much shows him as like a human being, you know, how he refuses to fly or use his powers and just kind of walk around, uh, you know, the United States. So that's I think that's one of my favorite stories. Um, and then. Yeah, Superman, the Lois and Clark, the new adventures of Superman, watching that show, like when that was on growing up, that was a show like I had to watch every every week you know, and as well as a cartoon. And I think the whole animated series too, that just showcasing him on a day to day basis. Like I just, that really cemented my love for Superman also. Um, Smallville was another one, but as far as the comics, I could just honestly say like, I think birthright and, um, kingdom come is another one, but birthright kingdom come and grounded. Those are like three of my, my top three that I really love those storylines. Now, like, Grounded is, like, for anyone who hasn't read that story, I think you did a very good job explaining it, but also, I'm just kind of like, huh, you just live that right now. (laughs) 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 I I know a lot of fans who uh, like their stories, Jonathan, but I don't even see people actually living them, but holy crap, dude, you you made it. Yeah, I mean, that's... And that's what, you know, that's why I love it so much, because it's something that I feel like I can do, because in that storyline, he's pretty much is like a guy that just walks around in the suit and just helps people out when they can. And I like that because I feel like it's something I can do. I can uh, and get good when I can. Yeah. And it's very um, it brings it back to, again, what Siegel and Schuster were going with, with. This is a guy who would like early Superman comics. He's not fighting monsters or anything. He's fighting landlords. Yeah, pretty much. Like, you know, real people with with real problems trying to help them out. And then like a lot of other that stuff came later with, you know, like robots or aliens and things of that nature. And that's all great. But there's the heart to it as well is what makes Superman good is you can you can kind of do anything with him. Like you say, um, I guess the, like the immediate question is. Do you feel like you're kind of missing out um, on more stories like Grounded, where he is just kind of less focused on the super and more on the man kind of helping out the community? Yeah, and that's why I like like Superman Earth One, that whole series, um, how he's like, you know, discovering his powers and everything and trying to be a person. I, I do really like stories that that showcase him as like. You know, doing his whole learning curve, trying to figure out exactly who he is. I mean, on the other hand, I do also like, you know, stories that show him in all of his glory as well. But it's just I could relate to more with his human side because, you know, I am a human. Yeah, I mean, 
see some of those photos, man, you're flying. <laughs> so we have photographic evidence of you literally hovering over the ground with your photographic wizardry. Uh, <laughs> I guess like um with that in mind, because you mentioned birthright as well and kind of like the the whole um learning himself and that. Do you feel like um I guess something you can relate to with Superman, just from what you've told me, is the whole idea of like this kid growing up kind of like not on kind of on his own in like the thing, uh, and then moving into like the bigger city to try and help people. Like the birthright, the smallville to the, the even the animated series kind of has that thing is like the whole timeless story really of the boy becomes the man. Is that something you'll feel like you can resonate with? Cause even man of steel does that. Yeah. And I think it is too. Once I left home and, you know, especially just being out on my own, it's, I feel like that also because, well, I should say more like when I got the suit, I, I first got the suit when I decided to quit my job, you know, so I, I quit a really good job and started out trying to figure out how I was going to do the Superman stuff. So I was, I literally, uh, quit my job, gave up my apartment and, and van life in Seattle, Washington, trying to figure out how I was going to make this work. So I, I pretty much started from, you know, the ground zero with this yeah. whole thing. So it, 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 what it did really help a lot, you know, to have that kind of as a reference to know that, you know, like, Hey, it, 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 this is how it's just going to have to go. You know, how, the, how do you, I don't imagine, like, how do you make a leap like that? I just felt like I, it was about time and I stopped running from, you know, what I wanted to do. I've always felt like I was put here to like, you know, help people. So, and I've, it's something I've always done, you know, growing up, but at the same time, it's not something that I felt like I took to the level as if I should have. So, you know, I, I like doing photography. I like doing creativity stuff, but I never took a job doing it because I knew I would not like the stuff I would either make for people or things of that nature. So I just never did. And now it's just, I feel like it's time for me to actually start being the person that I should be and stop running from that. And that's when I decided to make that leap to this. That is just like, again, every time, because I've, I've, I've seen you talk about this story before, but like for anyone else listening, I was just like, this guy literally decided that he will become a real life Superman and just help people while still doing these amazing works of art at the same time. It's just, it's really mind blowing to see someone take like these lessons from fucking cartoon character. But it fucking means something. I'm like, you make it mean <laughs> something. No, but seriously, dude, you make it mean something in real life. And that is important. Uh, that is just like, fantastic yeah because you know like we were talking earlier i think a lot of people just kind of they think he's boring or they want to sleep on him all the time because they just like oh you know he's just so powerful and to me the whole powerful aspect just never ever crosses my mind like at all because it's not about how powerful he is it's about how he connects with other people and you know tries to bring out the best in people and that's what i want to try to do is to help inspire people and motivate people to you know, to do what they want to do and bring out the best in them. And I honestly don't think that there's enough people in this world that try to do that with everybody. Yeah. Um, I feel that's a good point as well. It's just like, for anyone 
really give my take on this. Like, for anyone who's, like, wondering, oh, why, is, why did they make Superman so powerful? It's like, they've depowered him before. The reason why Superman is so powerful isn't so he can punch people. The reason he's so powerful is so that he can take any hit in the world and then respond and say, you didn't have to do that. I forgive you. <laughs> you know, that's, I've never heard that before, but that is a really great point, honestly. I like he, that. He's just, he's there to be the the guy who will always be like, that didn't bother me. It's fine. You made a mistake. I like that. It's a good analogy. There you have it, folks. Good description. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good description. I meant, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Um, I guess then, um, kind of going into specifics of, all right, so you you make this decision, you make this grand, like, okay, I'm going to change my life. I'm going to go through this, um, very much biblical, pilgrimage like again you're living out all these lives <laughs> and it's quite fantastic uh they need to make a movie about you they're <laughs> making a movie about henry cavill let's get you to fucking uh do it um so like we've got we've got this idea of okay i'm gonna help people what were the challenges of when you started doing it like did you was there a learning curve well, let's see. So I, I quit my job in like November of 2016. And in May of 2017, I was finally able to afford the suit because it cost like it was about $1,400. Yeah, these things are so, cheap. Yeah, so I had to save up for that. And it was supposed to take like a maximum of two months to get. It took me seven months to get that suit. So that was one huge, huge learning curve was to have patience with a lot of stuff because I honestly did not. I mean, just stuff on the guys in that made it that he didn't, you know, was just unforeseen and this, this and that and something else came up, something else came up. So that was that was a big learning curve for me is to be patient with this type of stuff. Um, that That was the first thing. And then another thing was. Uh, the logistics of figuring out the photos, you know, where to change. Like I changed in my van all the time, you know, s- s- things of that nature. But you had your own Batmobile. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But yeah, so that was it, it was something else like learning how to be patient. And then after that, learning, you know, when and how to put it on and do the photography and this, this. And it was just a big it was a big learning curve. Right, I guess, um, so we've got the, the whole, yeah, these things, like, I've gone through that as well, it's just like, you, you're you given a time frame, normally add on to that time frame, and then keep adding, and then updates are slow and infrequent, but when you get it, it doesn't matter, because, oh my god, it's fantastic. Um, I guess, maybe that's a thing, is, um, just a quick, kind of trivial question just hit me, is, are there any... Is that the route you would go to, like, your ideal Superman costume? Or being a guy who's into design as itself, do you have any ideas of what you would do if you had to make your own, like, from scratch? I have no idea. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I wish I knew how to do all that stuff, but I don't. And especially right now, like, I just don't have the room or the space for it. So it's not like I can do that my own. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I have some ideas to make different types of suits, I just have to find somebody to commission them to do it. You've done the, yeah. the Superboy uh, variant as well, which is fantastic. 
Oh, yeah. Thank you very much. I'm trying to work on like a Green Lantern variant one. And then like, I don't know if you're up keeping up with the Justice League, the newer ones, but uh, there's like this person that has like a white Superman and it's like a white, white and gold one. Like, I think that would be pretty dang rad uh, to wear also. So I'm trying to figure out somebody that I could commission to do that. And then I would because the Green Lantern is like my second favorite superhero. So I would like to do like a, a combination of the of the Superman suit, but with the Green Lantern emblem and everything. Oh, that'd be really cool. I guess, um, throw that out there is Green Lantern. Where's your history with him? Uh, it's pretty much just like the whole willpower thing. Like, uh, first flight is one of my favorite books from the hip, from him, from his series. Um, how Jordan, how Jordan has, sorry about that. How Jordan has probably got to be my favorite, uh, Green Lantern, but I like, I like the whole willpower and trying to overcome things that scare you. Um, so that's, that's where the Green Lantern comes from. And I believe like with the whole willpower and the hope from Superman, like it's, it could be really great teachable moments with that. So that's what I'm trying to work on now. So there you have it, DC. We need more team ups between Hal and Superman. There's a pretty cop <laughs> movie for you. Yeah. You can imagine how dope that would be. Ah, they, they can't, they're not troubling to make a Green Lantern movie, struggling to make a Superman movie. There you go. We just <laughs> chaos. We've just become all these idolized ideas. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, Howard get on his fucking nerves so much. <laughs> Clark's just standing there dealing with like this guy who's like, "Don't worry, guys, I've got it." Gets like slapped in the face by Darkseid, and Superman's just like, "Yeah, and, uh, you've got it, buddy. Great job." Yeah, he already gets uh, he already gets on Batman's nerves quite a bunch. Ah, but Superman's more tolerant. That's why we love him. That's why Superman getting a podcast on this channel. Fuck Batman. Batman would be out. <laughs> no one's going. You know how many different looks you'd get if you tried to do this as Batman? <laughs> people, you people have like terrified of you. You run across the street. <laughs> yeah, and also because I want, I don't wear a mask, you know, so people just see my face. And that's, that's the what thing, I, isn't it? That's an yeah. important part. As much as the the glasses gets criticized it's important that he doesn't wear a mask i totally think so too because it's a part of being vulnerable like he's you see everything there is when he's Mm -hmm. when he's talking to you you see his eyes you see his face you see his smile you know it's not fake you know it's genuine and that inspires people but also pisses Lexley for <laughs> So th- that's important yeah. to the character. And then the glasses kind of just have to justify that because you can't exactly have him wear a mask as Clark Kent. Exactly. And you know, it's funny. Like I actually do. I've had experiences like that too. Um, Cause when I, when I'm not wearing a suit, you know, I just, I'm an, you know, look like a normal person. And I literally one day I was, this was actually this year. I went to a coffee shop before I went to the Seattle Comic Con. I went in there, got a coffee and everything and like normal clothes. And then I was waiting for the Uber to take me to the convention. I go back in the same coffee shop and the same people were working there. But I showed up in my suit and the barista looked at me and she's like, oh, I follow you on Instagram. You were like so cool, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, thank you. But at the same time, I'm like, I was literally just in here like an hour ago, and you had no idea who I was. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> you just, you just, you just legitimized eight years of comics. I was like, and I had a friend with me, and she couldn't believe it. She was just like, "Wow, 
like real. yes we both yeah it was it, that whole like it's real thing was literally written all over her face because she's just like wow you we just in here and then now it's just like oh you're this guy i'm like okay guess it, <laughs> it's not a myth you know but that just goes to show like people you know they pass you up a lot they if you it just goes to show how people view people you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's like you you're you're just anyone else until you're suddenly like someone you're superman yeah exactly so that was that was like a little odd experience <laughs> have you felt when i guess like comparing that like now that this has become part of your everyday life um do you find that that those experiences have kind of changed um view of people like has being superman uh changed how you view the world compared to when you first started uh no i mean it's it's always a mindset that i try to keep that i try to keep you know it's it hasn't changed my view at all it just reminds me that i that i still need to strive to be that person regardless of of how people view me or not or how i might view other people right and have you had um because obviously no matter how much good you can do there's always going to be some bad is like how many of the experience have you had about like you've gone out in the suit and something like some assholes said something or whatever like how how do you deal with that oh yeah that happens that happens you know from time to time um how do i deal with it i i just tune it out i mean people are always going to say what they want to say and do things like that honestly and you know I, it's just part of how i was raised like i just I know people are going to talk crap, you know, I know people are going to not always agree with what I'm doing or, you know, like what I'm doing. And it's just part of it. But I don't like to give into that because there are so many more people that do like what I'm doing to talk with as opposed to spending time about people that don't see what I'm trying to do. You know what I mean? I mean, it's not I'm not saying that it happens, but like, well, like, you know, like you could. You could have the best day in the world and one tiny thing could happen and then your whole day is ruined because you want to think about that instead of all the good stuff that happened. And that's kind of how it is with the suit is that I'm, I'm just trying to train your mindset right with, you know, you could have the best day ever in it. And if one little thing happens, are you going to let that ruin your day or not? And that's just kind of like the whole thing. And I think that's something that you just have to learn how to do, you know, within yourself, whether with anything with you know, anything just to learn how to not let negative things bother you as much as the positive stuff. Right. It's the hardest thing to do because it's not, there's not one of those things like you say, Oh, I'm going to hit a certain age and then I'm going to be fully mature. It's like, you're always going to have that battle between yourself. or just that there's always going to be a voice in your head. It's like, it's why the characters are so important is you can have your Superman and you're going to have your Lex Luthor. So you can have your Superman think, oh, I should see the better of this person. And you've got little voice in the back of your head, the Lex Luthor is like, oh, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And it's just like, you know, and, and that goes to show too, like, you're exactly right. Because when you're having a great day, it's easy to, it's extremely easy to like pull up all the motivational quotes in the world. It's extremely easy to be in a great headspace when you're, when everything is going fine and dandy in your life, you're just like, Oh, everything is fine and dandy in my life right now. Blah, 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 blah. But it only, it takes when something negative happens in your life, when you actually have 
to apply it, that is the real challenge. And that's when you have to like pretty much put your money where your mouth is, so to speak. Yeah, your only your true character comes out when you test it. Exactly. Uh, I think that's a good like ideal to to keep towards because that's another thing with Superman is like the dude freaking died. <laughs> he, he came back and he was still, I mean, Justice League may argue differently, but he was all right when he came back in the comics. He wasn't killing people or like threatening Batman. He was, he was, he had a mullet. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, I mean, he died, yeah. that he died. trial and tribulation. Um, I guess that's a good example, actually, is um, the whole, for you, growing up, so like in the Christian house of being homeschooled death of Superman and like the rebirth of Superman and all these things with Superman with like how jor is portrayed is like, especially in the Christopher Reeve movies as like a Christ-like uh, God and like Christ-like figure, uh, man of steel pings up a lot of religious imagery from Zack Snyder's background is how deep does that run between your view of religion and your view of Superman? Um, it doesn't really I wouldn't say it has like a deep tie in with with religion, more of the fact of like having good morals. Right. Yeah. So basically it's more of just trying to have good morals and just be a good person as opposed to really tying in with religion. Yeah. I should say. You so know what I mean? More like um a foundational thing rather than like this is how everything happened kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. I get, yeah, I get, yeah. Um, so we've got basically like an overview of most of these things, but there is one thing uh, I think you might be all right. You'll be mentioned, but uh, before we start recording, we have a little chit chat. You threw a little, threw a little nugget out there. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to cash that in now because that's an interesting story. Is uh, you a police officer, sir? <laughs> I was a police officer for probably three months or so. Um, I went through the whole training, which was nine months. And then I ended up quitting because I didn't like it. And pretty much how that happened, I was 21. I, uh, I never went to college, so I wanted a good career job and... Back then, it was a good paying job, so I took it because I wanted to, one, I wanted to actually see if I could do it without going to college, and two, is because I wanted, I thought I could help people, and I figured out real quickly that that wasn't the way I wanted to help people, so about three months in, I quit, and, you know, never looked back since. Yeah, that's one of those things where just like, I can imagine is you you have this picture in your head. He's like, oh, cop, superheroes. That's like Commissioner Gordon. Oh, yeah, I know, I know cops. The reality of it is completely different and a lot of systems in place where most of the time you're not helping people. Exactly. So I, I figured out real quick that's not what I wanted to do. And yeah, that was a long, that was a while ago now. Mm. That's just one of those things where like, Something with Superman as well as he kind of has this as a character is when institutions fail you or like your perceptions of things. Like he's always got this thing with um, Lex and he's always trying to see the good in him, but he keeps disappointing him and over and over is like, 
when you do put yourself out there, when you have this like morality of always give people a chance, always believe the best in people, don't never guilty provenism. How do you, uh, I guess, reconcile when people do let you down? And where do you go from there? Do, is that like a time where you just cut off ties and you realize like, this person's toxic? Or do you still attempt to maybe give them another chance? I don't know. Uh, I'll give everybody a chance at first. But, you know, honestly, it's you, you come to a certain age. Well, just There's just like that quote, you know, um, I think it's from from Kingdom Come where says like you know there is a right and wrong in the world and it's the difference is not that hard to establish between the two i mean that's not how the quote go, goes but that's the gist of the quote and i you know you'd believe like we're adults kids people know like when they do something people know when they go back on their word people know when they try to to irritate somebody else like you just know and so even if somebody does things unintentionally and it truly is like an accident or if they genuinely are sorry about it, like everybody gets a chance, everybody gets a second chance, but there comes a point in your life where, you know, like if, if something's not going how you'd want it to, or if somebody doesn't want to, you know, change or whatever, then you just have to decide within yourself. Like if this is somebody that I want to continue getting to know. And honestly, it's kind of been on like a, a person a person basis but straight up like the whole guilt innocent until proven guilty thing I, I give everybody a chance first and then i make it very known because i like using my words and communicating with people i make it very known like what it is that happened and why it upset me and this this and that and then people choose to do it again that's on them yeah you have to but again more people acted like that lot less problems in the world if people just spoke to each other <laughs> surprisingly <laughs> considering one of the universal things humanity always invents is language you think we'd use it <laughs> exactly but you know people either people don't like to try to communicate or they think it's funny or for whatever odd reason it is you know but yeah i there's just some things i don't have tolerances for and when I find out when people do that on purpose, that's that's just that the end of that story there. Right. I guess maybe bringing in a more positive example of a way you've kind of joined and helped propel this m- not recent movement, but been gaining more and more steam, which I'm really happy to see. Uh, being part of the black cosplay community, uh, for many people listening, because this is audio, I'm going to leave links and stuff in the chat, but you are a Superman of color. You are representing Clark Kent Superman, not Valzard or any, like, thing. Just, you are Clark Kent Superman, who just so happens to have a darker skin tone than you're normally used to. And that means a lot to people. Oh, I mean, I, I'd hope it does. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, I, I don't I don't really... I didn't really want to go with the whole Valzad way or like, you know, the Earth 23 Obama, you know, president, because I wanted to let people know, like, it's okay to be who you want to be. And, you know, there are other people that try to put me in that box. And, you know, I just tell them, like, hey, you know, you could believe whatever you want to believe. You know that that's not what I'm doing, but you want to try to put it there. That's fine. Um, but yeah, it's basically, it's, it's Superman period, not a version or a different version. It's 
it's Superman because you know, it's be who you want to be. You don't have to, if, if I liked Belzad that much and I would have done that, but it wasn't about him, you know, that really didn't exist when, when I was a kid. So it's always been the Superman aspect of the symbol and what it represents as opposed to the color of the person that's trying to do it. You know, everybody loves Superman for different reasons. Some person that, you know, was a child that saw the very first Christopher Reeves Superman movie. And to them, Christopher Reeves is Superman, period. You know, there are other people that grew up and, you know, they were, might have been a kid when Man of Steel came out. And now Henry Cavill is their Superman, period. But for me, it's always been about the symbol and what it means. And so I just try to find like-minded people that believe in the symbol and what actual being super means as opposed to who is wearing the suit, if that makes any sense. No, I'm totally with you. It's got um, the character and this identity of the Superman has existed uh, for so long now. It's like hard to remember a time where like Superman isn't just part of American and worldwide culture. He's like such a big phenomenon. He created the genre of superhero. When you look at like, the Marvel movies and like making billions of dollars, it's just like they are so seeped in our world. And all of that comes from Superman. It doesn't come from the fact uh, of where Clark Kent grew up, really. It's about his experiences. And his experiences as a person aren't tied to his skin color. They're tied to him being moral. Uh, and I think you represent that really well. Um, I have a friend called T. Sunning Spidey. He's a Spider-Man cosplayer. Uh, and he portrays Peter Parker. But because of his skin tone, people used to always identify him as Mars Morales. And he had to overcome that in much the same way you're doing. Because the character for kids and for anyone really, the point of putting on this costume is you're putting on an identity. That's why it's not there. It's why Clark Kent doesn't go around in his regular clothes. It's because he's putting on an identity to do something. Which I feel like is really powerful because everyone can do that no matter who you are. Exactly. Yeah, you're you're also right, and actually, no, uh, you know, uh, T. Sunny, he's he, I never met him in person, but he is one of the first people that I met in the cosplay community when I started wearing a suit, and he's a pretty cool guy. That's fantastic. There we go, across the grove of Marvel and DC, right now. <laughs> <laughs> I I guess like um, have you had like because you've got some of your photos have got like a number of retweets which i could only imagine for one of my crappy <laughs> like posts but like have you had people um like what would you say is like your favorite fan interactions if you have any of like people getting to know you and letting letting you know what kind of impact you have you, you don't have to be humble here because i think you deserve it because you have helped a lot of people you know, I honestly don't have a favorite time and it actually still blows me away. Like every time I receive some type of art from somebody and it's of myself or every time I get a DM or something like that, every single time it honestly blows me away because like this, for instance, with drawings or paintings or something like somebody had to look at me in that suit long enough to make something out of it and then like send it to me in hopes that I would like it or at least like try to do a good enough job. And 
you know, me doing photography and editing and stuff like it's hard enough just sitting at a computer all day doing things or like I don't draw, but or even an iPad if you use the iPad to draw. So it's just really, really like humbling and flattering for somebody to to take the time and effort to use my likeness or to use me to make a piece of art. It, it seriously gets me every time. And like when people DM me saying like, oh, you know, I wish I could, you know, be more like you and you you don't care what other people think and you could do this and that. That gets me every time, too, because, you know, the people say like phones are an easy thing to hide to hide through now. You know, if you want to like send a message or troll or do this or do that, you have your phone. People don't really know who you are. But it's a lot easier to be a troll and to write and say a lot of negative things online than it is to try to be positive because, you know, people there's stuff you don't agree with all the time. And it's easier to say, like, I don't agree with that than to say, like, or then to find stuff that you actually do like and agree with it. So people that actually take the time out of their day to write a nice message, it, you know, is stuff I don't take for granted because that just doesn't happen that often. Right, it's again. It's just you could anyone listen to this, you just be like, "Oh my god, that's a Superman quote." <laughs> <laughs> that is such a good mentality to have about these things. Um, despite how much reach, and I'm sure you've had loads of these by now, but to hear you say that, I'm sure for a lot of fans, would be like really, really impactful. Um, especially because one thing I really want to highlight is you're very interactive with your um with your followers and everything you're always asking people getting people to ask you questions and stuff and that's like such a nice thing because it makes people feel connected to you as a person rather than just an abstract photograph like what was your mentality when you wanted to like promote that as much as you do well because okay so i i am an artist you know and then there's the whole superman aspect on top of it but I want people also to know me for me, which is why, like, you know, my at name on Twitter is Jonathan Bell. It's it's not like Superman, you know, one, two, three, four, five or something like that. Although, like, it does say Superman there as a second thing. But like my ads and everything, I want people to know that I want people when they see Jonathan Bell, the first image that pops in their head is the Superman symbol. And that's why I try to to be friendly and be you know, talkative and talk to people that might tune in and follow me because I don't want to have that whole, like, I'm better than anybody. Yes. My photos and stuff are really cool. And yes, I do a lot of amazing stuff, but you know, the, one of the reasons why I'm doing this is because I want to prove to people if I can do it, then you can do it too. Like if, if I, with me and how I look and how I have a beard and how I wear my hair and all the stuff that doesn't look like you're, typical Clark Kent I want people to know like if I can do it then so can you if you have something that you want to do I want to be an example and that's why I try to document and say as much stuff as I can while I'm on this journey to let people know like hey you know it's nothing's always as easy as it might seem and there are ups and downs and things of that nature and just talking with people and sharing in my personal experience with stuff I feel like it could help people realize like you know it's not always going to be easy, but it can be worth it if you keep doing it. Yeah, and I guess that explains why um, you've got the tutorial video series you do on your own YouTube channel. Yeah, I because and this and that all started because when I first started doing photography, and I 
there were so many people I would DM on Instagram or <laughs> Facebook, you know, and I'd ask questions like, hey, like, where is this location at? And, oh, you know, what type of lens? And nobody. They would just leave me on read, you know, like they <laughs> and, and see, like because, you know, their whole mentality is like, oh, I can't tell this person my secrets because then he's going to go do it. He might do it better. than me. he might get more likes than me or da 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 da. And my whole. Yeah. And my whole mentality is the more people that I can help share, do stuff like the more people that I can help influence, the more that their creativity flourishes, you know. And but honestly, because that that's just like a huge pet peeve of mine is trying to keep stuff and information to yourself out of selfishness. It's it, it doesn't it's not good for you in the long run. Yeah. In the short run, you might have the one photo with the location and nobody else has it. Or you might know how to do this cool tutorial or edit, or you might know how to do, do this cool edit that nobody else knows how, but they're going to find out how to do it. And then you're going to be the jerk that either, you know, they could either, uh, I don't know, I, I'm going to try to articulate because this really gets me riled up with this stuff. I, I just don't like when people feel like they have to hide every single thing they're doing because they think it's going to help them in the long run when I truly believe like, if you want to be a, if you want to get to where you want to go in the long run, you got to be a people, a people person, like a person for the people and help people grow along the way instead of stifle them. I mean, you got to this platform where people look up to you and ask you questions about how you do your stuff and you choose not to interact with them because you're afraid of them overtaking you. You know, if there was somebody that came out tomorrow that, that looked like me and, you know, wore their hair like me and had a beard and stuff. And, you know, they became like, quote unquote, more popular than me. I would be happy for them because it's not about it's not a race with things. You know, we all have our creativity in our own different ways. And I think people just get so caught up with that because they feel like they're going to be overtaken or overthrown or they might not be as popular. So they want to hold on to their stuff and all that stuff that could all just like kick rocks because what I'm concerned about is trying to help and impact people as much as I can because I know it goes further in the long run. And it's self-defeating because those people, you like people asking you for that and they want to help grow because they want to know new techniques is specifically say for cosplay, you're in a community and you're in a very new and messy and fragile community that's still kind of figuring things out. You want it to grow. You want everyone to be as good as possible because there's your bloody new audience because then they'll recommend you because they like your stuff and if they get bigger then you're gonna get bigger it's like everyone helps each other as like a really big it's like um the marvel versus dc figures marvel and dc don't hate each other they want each other both to succeed as much as possible because it helps grow the specific thing they're trying to do exactly that's, that's very much the same approach as you're going here is if the more people you tell, the more kind of this kind of art gets more popular and more people start to appreciate it and then they check your stuff out and then get a great... Once once you can understand how something's done, you can kind of appreciate the craft of it more. Because I, like I said, I've got one of your favourite photos I saw when I first saw it. It was the standing, like, head slightly tilted down on, like, the rock uh, with, like, the forest in the background. 
And then you did like a tutorial video, not on that specific photo, but it was like one of like, oh, this is how I move some rocks around to get that thing. It's like, holy fuck, you put a lot of time into that. <laughs> you put a lot of thought into that. I just thought you got really lucky with location at first. I was like, damn, this cheeky son of a bitch got perfect lighting. But no, it was also perfect lighting, but also perfect finagling. And like, oh, that was just fantastic. It was perfect. Yeah, I mean, yeah, people don't realize that. They're like, oh, how do you get it? I'm like, oh, and then I show them, I'm like, oh, wow, that's a lot. I'm like, yeah, it is. <laughs> it's like, uh, maybe I don't have to get it as perfect. I, 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 I'm fine with 240p, you know what? I mean, 1080p is overrated, really, if you ask me. It's more of an art form when you can't even see the photo. That's my cosplay friends. Yeah, um, it is a lot, and that's why I like trying to share with people. like, Because I want people also to realize, like, you know, it's – there are people that do everybody does things their own way and i'm i'm really honored when people want to figure out how i do things and then it's just totally up to them to decide if they want to go that route or not but at least i gave them the view of how it's done right you gave you gave them the keys to the fortress of solitude it's up to them (laughs) if they know how it bloody works (laughs) pretty much it's gonna make all the superman analogies uh so right going maybe strictly more back to just like man of steel himself specifically the film man of steel uh your cosplay is most and your shot composition i would say out of most superman interpretations is the closest to that Zack snyder mentality obviously the suit design is you're a fan of that uh and it is a beautiful costume like you're the the, the is it puff paint on, on, on the thing uh, yeah the it's it's punk it's puff painted i i've puff painted suits so i know exactly how painful that is to to get that work in um so absolutely whoever made that is a gorgeous job um but yeah so like has that film uh all that dceu cinematic superman like outside of the comics is where do you stand on the movies in general i guess well i did really really love man of steel but i did not like the next two um yeah i i just didn't really i didn't care for them at all uh they were kind of against the message you're preaching about like a bit too cynical well besides that like i really love movies as a person you're like christopher nolan he's my favorite director and like i am a movie buff so to speak i i used to go to the movies like probably twice a week all the time like i just love like movies and and cinematography and editing and this 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 and that and those other two movies I just didn't feel were just really decent movies in as a package, you know, and it kills me to say that because I love Superman, all the stuff. But when I'm looking at the film as a whole, I just can't bring myself to say that I like them. Like the craft of it is what gets you. Yeah, pretty much. That's interesting. That's, that's, that's an interesting perspective because a lot of people don't really call for that, but you've obviously got experience with this. You've got an eye for that kind of thing. Um, what would you say about because a lot of people um with the man of steel interpretation uh and i guess compare that to the christopher reeve uh where it's like this shot a little differently it's shot a bit more like for the time compared to like the stylized Zack snyder is do you prefer your superman more stylized or do you prefer him in a more realistic world uh i i prefer in a more realistic world i mean that's why i I van lifted it out to Seattle because I wanted to take those photos in like the real outside world. Like that one you said with the forest and everything, I want it to be, you know, kind of like in a realistic type way. 
I get you. Again, they come out fantastic because you're actually there. Um, and I guess maybe, do you have any specific, when you decide when you're going to shoot somewhere, do you have like ideas in mind or like references of like, oh, I saw this in a comic somewhere or like just general, this would be a cool shot because you've put Superman in a places a lot of Superman artists and even movies never go. Like Superman's never in a forest, but why isn't he? He looks fucking badass. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's basically a fact of trying to, to grow my skills too as a photographer and work with like different environments and lighting and different lenses and things of that nature. Um, I'll research some like poses. If I feel like I want to go try to do a different pose, I'll research a bunch of different Superman poses and then I'll try to find like a new location to debut the pose or like an, or something like that. So I'll go to a place and scope it out and then I'll figure out where to set up and practice until I get the pose right. Uh, so I guess I'm going to draw on a specific example because I saw this and I kind of want to get into your thoughts behind it is you did um, recreation of, uh, was it Tomasi and Gleason cover? Right. What, with the, what, uh, with the S in the clouds there. Yeah. yeah. What made you do that? Cause that was fantastic. And when I first saw that cover, I was like, I need to make this in real life. Cause that, that was just so that, that whole S in the clouds and everything. I'm like, wow, somehow I need to make this look like as realistic as I can. And so then I just started figuring out how I was going to make that happen, learn how to do like the clouds and Photoshop and things of that nature and the right background and stuff like that. And yeah, like it, it, luckily just worked out but that photo like i i would you know i don't know if you know this or not but i wasn't even actually there i photoshopped myself into that photo that's like a stock photo there's a scoop everyone <laughs> exclusive <laughs> yeah there's another i i took that pose um that was used from another picture i took on the outside and luckily the lighting matched myself and the actual photo but after I, after that cover came out, I started getting on websites that have uh, stock photos and I was looking for the perfect one with a great background that I could, I could, you know, Photoshop an S and clouds out of. So yeah, that's how that whole thing came about. Again, ingenuity, uh, something you don't normally see as well, because uh, the focus on that picture is different than some of the other ones as well, because it's very much the symbol in the clouds, which is a very evocative image of just like Superman the 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 logo itself means something. Exactly. There's this great line in uh one of Tom King's Batman comics where he's just like Batman and Superman swap costumes, uh, and Superman's like the S stands for hope, and then Batman's like the bat stands for a bat. <laughs> 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 Not a lot of logos mean something. <laughs> so. Oh man, good old Batman. Yeah, but I guess um. So we've covered a wide breadth of topics here. Um, but in terms of your future as Jonathan Bell uh, by day, Superman by also brighter day, it seems. Because <laughs> the sun's always shining. Uh, do you do you have any goals you want to accomplish? Do you have any... Because you've been doing your own um, series of interviews with people, which have been fantastic, of like getting other lesser-known creators on... Um, I guess go into that for a second before we go into that question. Oh yeah. The, 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 I have my own podcast show where I just try to interview other creators that are, you know, just starting out. So 
people who be aware of them. And, um, but yeah, I guess my goal is to, is to make a living being creative and not have to rely on like a, a nine to five job. So that, that's my goal is to eventually be able to afford to, to live doing what I love to do. And that's like just, again, very admiral. Um, admiral, not admiral. Uh, there's a photo who said, get on a ship. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, I mean, fuck, that's, everyone kind of wants to be able to do that, but not a lot of people, like everyone says it, not a lot of people actually get to go and do it. And you're making headway with that. And that's just, uh, it's so inspiring. And it's, it's really helpful to see, um, a character like that be able to impact not just you but through you uh new fans who maybe haven't seen themselves in superman before but like hey this guy's doing it he's got a beard and everything and he's like he doesn't care he's like doing these amazing photos i've superman's always seemed uptight to me he's always seemed kind of lame but this guy's fucking cool uh (laughs) that whole idea is is so like special because very much with uh how I've seen people interpret your art, it's like they've just, uh, the, the feeling of like, oh my god, we discovered fire. It's because you see, you're so used to seeing Superman in one specific way, um, for such a long time, but even such as creation, like you get Seagull and Schuster, then you get the Kurt Swans in like the Silver Age and the 60s, and then you start getting, uh, the next big one would be, uh, I can't even forget his name, Man of Steel. John Byrne, right. yeah, there we go. <laughs> take take my fan card away. Get John Byrne, and you get all these like images of Superman. It's always the same kind of pose. Uh, obviously, same kind of basic white guy with black hair. But you bring a new layer to it. But it's still Superman. It's still the exact. You can throw a couple glasses on you, and I can see you like acting sheepish in the in the Daily Planet. Like you, there's no difference there. But there's like. It's a different flavor, I guess you could say. And I think that's important because it's, it's a step towards making, like you mentioned earlier, the symbol bigger than just one guy. Exactly. That's exactly right. And I've had people too, you know, they tell me that too, like, oh, you know, I've always thought of Superman as a dork. And, you know, what you're doing with him has made me realize, like, you know, the more morals of it and, stuff like that and that's always really nice to hear because you know like i said i don't want people to think of superman as just some powerful guy but to dig deeper into who he is and how we can apply it like kindness and compassion and caring about people in real life and just using the symbol as a platform to do that Mm -hmm. and i guess as an artist um do you feel like because we're kind of in a dry spell at the moment in terms of superman media He's had a few appearances on stuff like Supergirl and stuff, but the movies kind of fell apart and the comics have been doing good in the Bendis, which has been a good thing, but even they're controversial with some fans. Um, do you feel like DC isn't using Superman as well as they could be with different mediums? I think there's, I don't know. They still might be trying to just figure, figure it out. I mean, I guess the next big thing I'm looking forward to is the the DC Black Label one that Miller's going to do, which right. I sh- you know that should have been out already, but it keeps getting postponed. So 
that'll be interesting to see how because I, I think they're gonna totally redo his origin story aren't they yeah it's gonna be um i think it's gonna it's called year one uh it's gonna be his version of like what superman year one would be in like this house worlds with john romita jr uh i think part of it is um they're gonna have him join the military when he was young yeah i don't know i mean i guess we'll have to see how that pans out but i can agree with what you're saying you know it's you would like to see like I don't know. I, I just think that they're trying so hard to please everyone. They're not really sticking to doing something all in all. You know what I mean? Yeah. The 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 people try and make because this is the thing with Superman. That's why he's a tricky character, and I'm sure you have experiences as well. Because the moment you do any interpretation that has even a little bite to it, or is a little bit different to like the Reeve standard, as great as Christopher Reeve was that's just like the public consensus of what Superman has to be. He kind of has to be old fashioned. He has to be like milk toast. He has to just be general. Like he's, he can't have strong opinions one way or another. The moment you give him strong opinions one way or another, one side is always going to be alienated. And the problem with Superman is because you want to appeal to everyone because that's what he's about. It's really hard to sometimes find that. Do you try to take some of his bite away from him to make him appeal more because that's what he's meant to be or do you use the character to make a stand for like a specific set of like moral good and this is what needs to be done yeah that's a good point that makes a lot of sense you know and i think that if they just try to you know do something without having to keep changing up all the time to appease people they could probably find something awesome yeah and speaking of something awesome there's a question to you i don't know if you had this for you probably have um so you've done superman of photography uh have you ever thought about doing superman obviously superman real life people that meet you you ever thought about doing superman in other mediums like maybe doing like a fan film or recording other videos of just like maybe like motion short shorts or something like have you ever thought of branching out your Superman media on your artistic sensibilities? Because it sounds like you fucking learned photography yourself. You learned all of this yourself. I mean, you, you multitask, do the full Superman thing, super brain, learn whatever you need to do and do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get more into the video aspect. It's just, you know, video, videoing myself is a little bit hard. So, I'm trying to figure out the best way I could do that. And I'm actually teaching myself after effects so I could learn how to do like, you know, at least glowing eyes or making myself fly and stuff like that. So I do eventually want to start branching out in video. It's just the logistics of not having anybody film me and me trying to get the shots I need is what's taking the most effort out of it right now. Yeah, it's just like an extra set of hands is the biggest deal, which is like, mm-hmm. it's, it sounds like a simple thing, but for anyone who's actually tried to do anything, is like, it's important because you try and set up something on your own. A lot of the chance you might have forgot something or like the shot might not be lined up and you go home and you're like, oh, I just wasted a day. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just don't also ignore the thing he said about After Effects. He can actually fly and shoot heat vision from his eyes. We're just saying this as a government cover-up. Um, <laughs> don't don't let don't let them fool you otherwise. Uh, all right, so we got some time to kill. 
just kind of wrapping up, I guess. Uh, we've covered majorly things from things, but are there any not necessarily Superman related stories? Because I do want to also focus because point of this sitting with Superman is we're not just sitting with Superman, we're sitting with Jonathan Bell, we're sitting with the man. Uh, you got any stories about your life that you feel like have influenced your morality outside of Superman? Like, do you, what? drives you as a guy to do all of this regardless of the comic character uh that's a good question um basically i don't know i I think and this is going to actually end up going back to superman it's the whole reason why i i decided to do what this is because i just didn't like what i was doing with my life like before I quit to do all this stuff, I worked for the railroad. I worked for a really, really, really popular railroad called Union Pacific. I was a conductor and I was about four years in and I just couldn't see myself retiring, doing this, that work, you know, and I, I have done a lot of things. I've been a policeman. I've been a dishwasher. I've been a bartender. I've lived in like five or six states. I don't even remember now. Like I just tried to travel around and the one thing, the thing that I love, love doing the most is traveling and like taking photos and like doing Superman stuff. That's what I love to do. But I was always so scared to try to make a living doing it because I didn't go to school for that stuff. Like I don't have a degree in art design or photography or any of that nature. So I was always scared to try to make money doing it somehow. And I thought I would always be stuck. And then I had to realize we live in a day and age right now where there's like influencers and social media and how pretty soon we all are going to be walking advertisements for something or other, whether we like it or not. And that's when I, I finally decided to bite the bullet and be like, hey, well, you know, there's no time like the present. So it took me a while to get over that fear to start at least trying to do what I really want to do out of life. And that's when I decided like, hey. I should take all the things that I love to do, which is like photography, traveling, you know, Superman, trying to inspire people. I took, I made that list and I'm like, I need to figure out a way to make a living doing all this stuff that I love to do. And that's why I quit the other job and bought the van and came out here to try to figure it out because I finally had to get over that fear of failing or not making it work. And I don't, and that's another reason why I'm saying like, if I can do it, you know, so can you. It's why I'm doing the tutorials. It's why I'm, you know, sharing with people things about like what works and doesn't works and how I'm, you know, interact with people on social media and different social media tips and stuff like that. Because I want this whole journey to be for me, but I also want it to be for everybody so that people know like it's it's not going to be an easy thing to do. But I want people to know that if I'm at least trying to do it and sharing what I'm learning along the way maybe it can inspire somebody else to do what they really want to do out of life. So that that's probably been my biggest life lesson is we're not life lesson because I'm still learning it, but that's probably been my biggest turning point is like finally deciding to pursue a road that's going to lead me to doing what I want to do the most out of life. Right. And I think that's also a, a key distinction is you did live a lot you've seen a lot you went to places you worked different jobs you you had time to figure this out um do you think that experience helped you make this decision whereas if you had just started this 
you might have always wondered? Uh, I mean, I see your point, but no, not really. I mean, like, honestly, like, so Man of Steel came out in, what, 2013? 2000, yeah, I think it came out in 2013. So So that was, like, my second year of um, living in Texas and working for the railroad. And literally, I started searching for probably, like, a good five or six months in Oklahoma and all of Fort Worth, Dallas, going to, like, all these costume stores trying to like, I would literally go to all these like Joanne's fabrics, which is like a, uh, like a craft store out here and get all these business cards from, from people that sew. And I called a lot of people to see if they could actually make that suit for me. And I couldn't find anybody. And I gave up after like five or six months. And then I stayed, I stayed stuck there for four years. And then when I finally, finally got tired of it, I was like, I'm just going to have to go for this. That's when I like started looking all over again and found that person that had the, you know, the suit. So um, I'm glad I got all those different experiences in because it it takes a lot of curiosity out of it. But at the same time, like I also kind of wish I would have started this a lot earlier. Like I could have been taking more pictures with just my sweatshirt and the, and the cape. I could have been doing more Superman themed pictures, even if I was doing the new 52 Superman, but I never did because I was so comfortable in the jobs that I've had, even though I didn't like them, you know, the money, the security, it was comfortable. And yeah, so that's, that's always, that's the thing is that I, I do wish I would have started the Superman stuff sooner and who knows where I would have been now, but I'm glad that I actually started. Yeah. I think that's the key thing is like everyone's got different points, but it's still that leap to make that leap at all is incredibly brave. Uh, and I think you shouldn't sat that short at all because that no matter how much time you take to do that, some people spend their entire lives and they never take that leap. So what four years is nothing. Uh, do you feel that, um, I guess to anyone listening who maybe has been like, oh, hearing all the stuff like this and doesn't have to relate to Superman, but can just relate to like, uh, ambitions, personal goals, or specifically because you're an artist, like artistic merit. Um, because I know it's very scary for artists, uh, to make that leaf because it is such a career where you feel like, oh, there's no money in it or there's the very, a lot of stigma put on people who want to become artists from people around them. Um, would you say to people, just in your opinion, like this isn't meant to be like any, uh, like rule, just go for it. Um, I mean, you have like a little plan. I mean, not everybody. <laughs> no, we have a plan. <laughs> well, I mean, like I, like for instance, like I, I didn't really have a plan. I, I knew, like I, I knew I could live in a car. Like it, I guess it just really all depends on your level of comfortability. Like I, I slept in a van for for like two years, you know, and some people can't do that. Like I took showers at a a gym for two years in a row, you know, and some people just don't want to do that. So I guess it just depends on how much you're willing to sacrifice. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, I would like to say, you know, go for it, but also depends on like if you got your turning point or not. I mean, I didn't mention this before because I forgot, but I'm going to say it now. Like, the whole reason why this whole thing started too, cause I almost like got in a serious car accident in Texas. I was driving and I did a 180 on the freeway 
across like three or four lanes of traffic and I didn't hit not one thing. I didn't even hit the center divider. And I took that like, so it could have been bad, but luckily it was like rush hour traffic going 60 miles an hour, did a 180 and dodged all these cars and came within like an inch or so from hitting the divider. And after that, it it just kind of gave me my whole like wake up call. Like I could have died or been severely injured and then I couldn't have done anything you know like what if I would have been paralyzed or something or you know like I totally totally walked away from that a hundred percent unharmed and that happened in August I knew my lease was up for my apartment in November so I spent from August to November like plotting out where I was gonna go um, that's when I figured out I was going to like, you know, move to Seattle for real and started selling off all my stuff and finding a van to buy. And then by the time my lease was up, I, you know, didn't renew it and I walked into my job and quit my job. And that's when I moved out to Seattle. Um, but like I said, like the, the planning I meant because I did van life, but I had to go on all these websites and figure out, you know, like, where do people park their vans in Seattle that they don't get arrested? And what are like the safest places to to sleep around in your van and what cities were safe and what cities weren't? And, you know, where all the gyms are at for showers and, you know, this, this, this and that. I did research on all that stuff. But the short answer to answer your question is, yeah, I mean, you can always find a job, you know, like it you could always work for what you want to do for and like take that leap. And, you know, I still have working a job while I'm trying to figure this out. But I think the longer you spend time running away from what you feel like you should be doing, you know, the more that it's taken away from what you actually can be doing. And sometimes you just got to take that leap and go for it. And if it doesn't work out, you know, it doesn't work out. And if I have to say if in five or 10 years from now, if I'm saying it didn't work out, then, you know, at least I tried it. At least you had that experience in life. Because um, mm-hmm. I could again. always find a job. You could always, you know, so many jobs. You could always find a job. If you're worried about it, it just all depends on your level of comfortability. You know, like if you have to take a pay cut, if you have to take a different job to have more time to do things, if you got to move back in with a roommate or your parents or something, because it's not easy to part with money, you know, but it is what it is. Like it doesn't guarantee happiness, even if you are rich. Like even if you do do a job where like it's more comfortable, um, doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be fulfilled as like a person. Because like at the end of the day, sure you can afford more things, but like, are you doing anything with like you as a guy? Yeah. So my job at the railroad, my first year, I I was like making pretty much a hundred. I made over a hundred thousand dollars my first year. Yeah, but like I literally there was one time I worked like 18 days straight, like 18, pretty much over 12 hour days straight for that for like the whole like one summer was spent at work. Um, I was at work all the time. I had no time to take photos. I had no time to do this. Like I was always, always, always at work and I hated it. I'm like, I don't want to live the rest of my work, my life at work. Yeah, I'm making a lot of money and I live in a city that has a decent cost of living. But I had no free time. And I'm like, I don't want to live like this for the rest of my life. I don't want to do that. So, you know, everybody has their own ways of money buying happiness. But 
my free time and being artistic was it was squashed and I just wanted it back. And that's when I had to decide when I almost got in an accident. It's like it's more important for me to live life being happy and doing what I love to do than to not do that. I think you made a lot of other people as well uh, happier as a result of that one decision, which is kind of crazy when you think about it, is that one decision in your life has literally affected thousands of people who have seen your stuff. Yeah, that you're just blowing my mind with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. I like is... never thought about it that way. And now I'm just like, oh, dang, you're probably right. <laughs> uh, that's, the, that's the power of the S. That's, that's, that's it. That's, that's why we're all here. That's something that all connects us, people from different parts of the world. And everything is just little, little red and yellow and blue logo through on a chest. Um, two jewish kids in the 40s and now here we are all connected from like fuck man that was a good idea <laughs> <laughs> exactly that's a great way to put it so i guess then um closing up because this has been fantastic and uh i can only blow people's minds and give life advice so often i mean we've got to keep on wanting more we <laughs> before we open up uh your book or when are you gonna write your book or your movie because bad. <laughs> you have a story to tell it is a cinematic right now uh i guess closing is for anyone uh who has listened to this and is still somehow skeptical of superman and what he means is where you are today where you are now jonathan what does superman mean to you to me it this it means um if I could just sum it up in one thing, I'd pretty much say the golden rule, you know, do unto others as you want other people to do unto you. And the second part of that would be the whole, it's still proven guilty. Just try to treat people innocent until proven guilty and not guilty until proven innocent, especially with first impressions. And, and just to, to be kind and not, expect anything bad like if you're going to do something out of kindness and do it out of kindness period not to brag about it not to you know say that you did something kind and expect a bunch of gratitude for it you know it's pretty much trying to be a better version of yourself every day and that's what being super means all right it's right there in the name uh jonathan it's been absolute absolute pleasure i've enjoyed this immensely uh and i want to share this as much as possible for people so where where's your stuff where can people find you uh if they just go into google and type in my name uh j-o-n-a-t-h-a-n last name b-e-l-l-e if they type those two names in together they'll find all my stuff will pop up jonathan bell Oh, that was good. That was a good line there. That was, that was like a video uh, game announcer, Jonathan Bell. Was, I, li- I like that sound clip. Damn, man. <laughs> uh, so, yes, we've been sitting with Superman. We hope you've enjoyed. We hope you listened well. Uh, please do keep a lie out for any of the stories with fans will have and check out all of Jonathan's stuff. He's doing great work. Uh, and a big takeaway from this is do your own things as well share your stuff get in contact let us know what you're doing and we'll be happy to help in any way we can uh just to share some good vibes there's some good creativity ah that's another thing from you as well the good vibes uh 
yeah, pretty much it. As always, we hope you've enjoyed. Take it easy, folks. Mm-hmm.